Good evening. Welcome to TNB um, podcast tonight, folks. May I add? Uh, it's myself, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Philip. How's things? And we're joined by Mr. Tall, Brendan, <clears throat> but he's on mute at the minute because he's just watching a video, but he will be on within in a minute or so. Um, yes, special TNB tonight. Three of us are on the chat, just general chit chat. What's been on in the world of sport? Myself and Brendan are. Massive F1 fans now, so we're going to chat about Drive to Survive and educate Jonathan on that. Uh, we're going to look ahead. The Women's Six Nations starts the weekend, so we're going to talk about that and see how Ireland can get on. Obviously, they've had their troubles the last year, well, numerous years, women's team, but hopefully they've got that fixed, sorted, and everything is positive coming out of that camp. And uh, a little bit of chat on football because there has been stuff going on with Chelsea ownership, and also there was a pretty stupid video on ESPN with Steve Nickel and some of his co-hosts uh, talking about Saka and um, just stupid. Even Stephen Gerrard just being mental um, over the weekend there talking about Saka because obviously Saka talked about how he needs a bit more protection from referees and stuff and usual shade from trying to be macho men. Um, so yeah, Jonathan, we'll start with that actually, that video because I know you wanted to have a chat about it. Uh, you saw it obviously being an Arsenal fan adorned by Osaka. Um it's just I don't know what you thought about it but I'm, I'm just bored of uh, ex-pros and ex-menly men uh, talking shit like this like. Mm. like like Stevie G like I lost a lot of respect for him after the weekend just by saying he has like all these screws and all in his legs and all <laughs> that's not a shit. good thing like I was like lads are you for real? Like, is he actually saying this? And then the, ES, the ESPN interview just, uh, I don't know, like it's been heavily criticised by a lot of Arsenal fans. Like, imagine coming out and saying that shit. Like, I don't know who the fuck them two fellas are, but the second guy even that was talking was all basically saying, you know, if I'm a defender, I'm going to break you. And I was like, what the it's fuck? It's weird, like, weird language. We've, Arsenal Arsenal players over the years have been on the receiving end of some really dirt tackles. Like you think of Eduardo and Abu Dhabi, who's been popping up on Twitter quite a bit this week. Uh, Aaron Ramsey got his fucking leg snapped in bits. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> and then all this shit's coming out. He's I'm, his name, by the way, is Alejandro Moreno. Um, he's fucking he's a Venezuelan he's, footballer. He played he played in the MLS basically. Oh. Very good. He's just trying to make himself fucking relevant then. Fucking prick. You caught I mean, talking about that tube ball on that ESPN interview, <laughs> yeah, I think I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What a fucking clown. I mean, that's well. Imagine, hello, Brendan. imagine like saying that about oh, any team's player. Like. <laughs> I'm here, by the way. <laughs> Hi. It's, it's, He's John, survived. It's it's the la- it, that language is just horrendous, like I know look, we've probably all been guilty playing football, playing sports, getting annoyed at someone when you're playing against them, thinking, fuck, I'm going to smash him. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But when an ex-pro talks about how if he was the centre-half, he would see a young player and think, all right, then, I'm going to break you. That just sounds real stupid. Like You'd almost mm-hmm. want him to break both his kneecaps trying to hurt Bakayo Saka, just so he'd go, well, you fucked it there, didn't you, kid? Yeah. You know what? Saka probably is going to get a bad injury someday like because... He doesn't get any protection whatsoever. And the, the first guy, the first guy I was speaking, said Saka limps off games and doesn't play for two to three weeks. Saka's never fucking missed that like the time ever for Arsenal. So 
you know, this is this is the thing. And uh, I seen a guy tweet today why like fan led media is so popular nowadays because the actual media talks so much shit. Don't check their facts and just try to fucking be on the wind up. Like you look at Gabby at Bonlahore at the weekend trying to fucking wind up the Arsenal oh, fan base, and then Laura Woods absolutely roasted him on Monday or Tuesday there. And then he's came out now and he's apologized. Like, fuck way off your shit. Like, they're all actual full of shit. Yeah. Now, like. I don't know how that human thumb keeps getting employed by media organizations to talk about football. Like, he's fucking useless. <laughs> and this is another thing as well I find really weird with um, ex pros or even some Aussie fans as well having to go at other teams for celebrating. Uh huh. It's so weird. It's so that like you, you'd have a you'd have a joke with your mate say, "Oh, well done, he's won. That he's going to win the league now, right?" You'd have that little joke. We've had we've all had those conversations. Oh, well done, he's going to win it now. Oh, well done, he's having one, right? But Arsenal's game against Aston Villa at that point was their biggest game of the season. It was. I know it's Aston Villa. It was Arsenal's biggest game of the season. I know, Johnny, how nervous you were because I was texting you through it. Arsenal had to get that over the line. Massive cushion now they have for top four, which is a huge, huge deal for Arsenal. If they get in the Champions League, they're back in it. Massive, massive stepping stone for Arteta and this club. And it was humongous. So for them to celebrate it like that is how you should be celebrating moments like that. I remember the year, the season we got back in the Champions League under Klopp. Um, with a couple of big wins, and I remember the last day of the season. Obviously, we're getting into it, but you're going into you're beating Newcastle quite comfortably. But this, the buzz off it, like, and the buzz of that pushing that whole way through the season. I think there was the result maybe against Southampton or something as well. It was humongous, got us over the line. You have to celebrate. Telling fans they can't celebrate is one of my pet hates. Is one of my petty. I think it's just a fucking idiotic, stupid thing to be doing. And I, I just, as soon as I saw that, anybody that says that, I, I get it, within friendship, you have a little bit of crack or whatever, but things like that there, when you can hear the spitefulness as well. You're just thinking, you're just a fucking tool. I love it. I want more of it. I want more of their tears, more of their shit. <laughs> like, Ashley Young, you know, not the first time he's had shit in his mouth on Saturday, like, after he got beat, like, you know, so. I mean, <laughs> whatever, you know what like. It, it means you're doing well. It means you're starting to be successful. Yeah, that's, that's actually what it means. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, I mean... like, you know, it's a different thing to what people have been saying about Arsenal in the last couple of years, um, which I'm sure you like. You know, you've heard all the shit, the same shit before, but now that it's different, now that they're saying um, what they're saying about celebrating as if you've won the league, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, like. Just means you've a reason to celebrate because you're because you're winning games like and those are the, like those last two games after getting beat by Liverpool like they're fuck they're great wins like yeah I think I think we all could have kind of just wrote off the Liverpool game thinking that we would have been happy enough to get a draw I mean we done all right for sixty minutes and then Liverpool just showed their their class I suppose um but we, we've obviously United and and Spurs are probably our direct rivals for the fourth spot. I think the real issue for us is if we get any major injuries, we're we're snickered, completely snickered. Like um, even Lacazette being out, you know, he does so well to hold up the ball for Arsenal. You know, Martinelli was out and Ramsdale was out of the game on Saturday, so like they were massive misses for us. And even to come through a game at Villa Park and beat that Villa team who are flying, you know, Coutinho has been, you know, playing unreal for Villa, and Stevie G's made them a real hard outfit to beat. Like so, 
I was delighted fucking yeah. beating them one nil. You know, I I take like Palace are next, and that's not going to be easy. Palace away. Paddy so V is flying, sir. Paddy V is flying. Like, and I know, like I think you said about it on the the Monday night pod. I you can't really take too much out of that Everton game. I don't think because Everton are fucking atrocious. Like um, Bratton said that. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, they are they're a good team. Palace, no doubt, they'll give Arsenal a good game, and it could be a real banana scandal for us. Like, but. All being well, we get through it. It's our palace. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen, I've seen. The, I think you maybe mentioned it right on Monday. The state of their pitch at the moment. So you are playing yeah. at Wembley, which is a bit different. So we actually had that pitch looked absolutely atrocious on Sunday. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. But we get through that game, then we have a couple of, I suppose, what you would say, maybe a bit of the easier fixtures, and then I think it's Chelsea United within a couple of days of each other, so that'll be a massive week. I think that'll really decide whether Arsenal are going to finish in the top four or not. Um, I and I did mention us, the Arsenal, of our clubs. Do, do Arsenal still have to play at Chelsea? Arsenal play at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge on yeah. a Wednesday, and then they play Man United at the half-12 kickoff on the Saturday at the Emirates. And then they play Spurs. And then to play Spurs, which still hasn't been arranged, <laughs> by the way. So, this is, like, there's been a lot of complaints about that because there's no... Just no put it last day of the season, put both teams level, winner takes fourth, just do it, just do it. But there's only, there's only two available dates, I think, now, and it'll be the Wednesday before the last day of the season. So really, that's all about, <laughs> it's all about the TV companies looking to try and make this like the Champions League decider, you know? Like, that's yeah. what it's all about. And th- this is another thing that really fucking bugs me, like, TV <laughs> companies shouldn't have so much control over what days games are played. Like, why are Arsenal playing Chelsea at fucking 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night and then playing Man United at half 12 on a Saturday? Like, why couldn't that United game been the 4 o'clock kickoff on Sunday? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. The fact that, like, we're going for top four. Arsenal aren't in any fucking other competitions. Like, United United and Arsenal could have played that on the Sunday. But that's that'll probably fuck us over now. Like, Stamford Bridge on the Wednesday, then United at the Emirates on Saturday at half 12. Like, Fuck me. It sounds like, like you're all me having sleepless nights over this Roman. It's just fucking it's just fucking annoys me. Like, you know, Sky and BT are fucking dicks. You know what? And like there was all this I seen somebody talk Sorry? Go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. I seen somebody give off but dead about Sky because they're Sky apparently have come out of this whole fucking criticism of Russia and all. Um which by the way, I don't know if anybody noticed that Russia Put in a bid to host the 2028 uh, European Championships. So, uh, <laughs> yes, talk about Fuck a set me. of fucking bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just uh, there's there's way too much power out there for um for TV companies and fixtures. Like the power needs to be taken off them completely. Like the Premier League need to grow a set of balls. They won't like they'll just like because TV companies are paying all this millions and millions to fucking show these games. Like the only bit of good news I've got this week is Mike Dean's return. That's the only fucking good news football related. <laughs> like, what joy in my heart when I seen his return. And, like, he's got what, all these what, fucking... What? Hang on, hang on. Hang... I don't want you to scud yourself because I don't want this to come back on you, right? So just just be mindful that he hasn't retired yet and he could be given that Spurs-Arsenal game. So just... oh, he absolutely will be given the fucking Spurs-Arsenal game, for fuck's sake. No doubt he will. I mean, the guy's been given all this fucking... You know, oh, Mike Dean's great fucking celebrity referee return. He is actually the biggest cunt of a fucking referee out there. He's he's one of the worst referees I've ever seen. But because he oh, acts the clown, no, because he acts the fucking because he acts the clown. Like, why why should we like not call it as it is? Like, he's a fucking clown. 
And that's why people fucking think he's great. Like, he's a fucking dick. He can't referee for shit either. And he will. He'll be giving fucking Arsenal Spurs. It'll be nil-nil or something to the 90th minute. And he'll fucking give Harry Kane a fucking penalty for diving. I'm, I'm calling it now. Like, it will fucking happen. Because that's just Mike Dean. Mike <laughs> Dean has to be in the spotlight. I heard a clip of uh, of Neil Warnock um, being not very pleasant towards him either. Like, saying that he, he wouldn't pay the price of a stamp to send him a, a retirement card. Because like, <laughs> he, he's, he's cost him so much money over the years. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't be a huge fan of any referee to be honest there's not one like that I think's good in England um not even so, the prince oh the prince is different gravy though like he's he's gonna take over the garlic um <laughs> but yeah that's I just I I would be superstitious Johnny and I just hope that doesn't backfire royally because <laughs> if, if that if that uh prediction you just gave there comes through uh I'm gonna to have to record you live. I'm afraid it's gonna to have to be that'll be elite content for the Bible. Here, United have I mean, a difficult run too, though. Yeah, I think I think Spurs actually have the. I mean, saying easiest, like I know there's no real easy runs, like, but I think they've played a lot of the top teams, so it's more mid to bottom of the league teams they have to play. But I suppose coming towards the end of the season, like that'll be tough for them when they're trying to get every point they can. So I mean. You never know really what will happen in those games. The best teams to play are the teams who know they're safe and kind of I they're think, not going to finish I any think, higher or lower. I think United are out of it, if I'm honest. I can't uh, really say yeah. that because of because of Ronaldo. Like you know, we can hate him as much as we can. Like, but no, I I, I get that. But I watched them the other night against Atletico Madrid, and no, it's it's <laughs> like Alanga had the best chance, and he boofed it off Old Black's face, um, but. Mm. No, there were no great shakes, and that was a game. Obviously, that they had to win. They have to. They have to win every game now. Mm, you know pretty much, I mean? yeah. Um, the, 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 they have the to win player, every game like, and better all your results. Um, Liverpool and yeah. Liverpool, Arsenal, United, and just to go away across the Palace in the last day of the season. But Palace may be um, in an FA Cup final at that stage, so that might be an alright yeah. fixture. You see, I was thinking that too, but then you're thinking. There'll be players that in that Palace squad that will want to take their chance. Do you know? Because yeah. if they are in an FA Cup final, Vieira more than like, and they're, they're safe anyway, Vieira will probably try and rotate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And mm. also, it's part of Vieira against Arsenal or against United. If he can stop United and Arsenal get top four. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and it's I at think Palace. That's dead. And it's at Palace. I think, that's a, I think that's a deadly game, actually. I think that's tough. I, I, I have no conviction... Our confidence in United haven't doing enough um to get top four. I think their season is finito, really, to be honest. I don't th- see them getting into the getting into the top four battle. I think but you can sort of with Spurs because they can get on to that little bit of run and, and it obviously it's Spurs and Arsenal, like it, there's no need for motivation there, but it's gonna be very interesting. Make me fucking sick by if we have to play them. <laughs> in the second last game of the season and I mean there's maybe like a point or two between us <laughs> and it's at Spurs as well like so fuck me I'll be sick as a dog but it'll be great for the Amazon documentary if we go there and hoof them I mean fucking it'll be wonderful it'll also be uh, great for the Amazon documentary if, if you go there and get hoofed <laughs> no no fuck sick. Good, good good for the neutral <laughs> Harry Kane scoring four Christ 
um, Brenton on football because we'll keep it football for now. Um, the Ricketts family have moved the head of the pack in the potential takeover of Chelsea Football Club. Blood, what's going to happen? Give me Ricketts is what it is. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's so up in the air, like it's unbelievable. Um, I think that I mean that it says they've 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 gone as the favourites, but um. They've just whittled it down. I think the today I was reading that the the Saudi media group have um have failed in their bid, which you know initially to me sounded like a good thing, but um listening to a few people out of trust saying that you know a lot of these people who have failed in their bids um will um will try and join some of the other consortiums um and try and sort of bolt on to the end of those um so the good thing about it is that the the cst chelsea supporter trust um every step of the way have been releasing statements and like um saying about you know really engaging fans across um across socials and and they seem to be kind of the only main voice which is i think is a good thing because mm-hmm. it gives somewhere to rally around and the outcry against the records has been quite quite large so you would like to think that it would be listened to um i know there's um there's a south korean bid in there also um which to me sounds quite interesting um the only sort of stickling point would be the you know if they have experience in this sporting hate the word franchise but that's what they're calling it franchise arena um you know because they're saying now that chelsea is going to be the biggest ever sports um sports takeover in history in terms of terms of money so um it's a big deal like and i think it's it's you know it's i think it's been narrowed down to three or four now maybe and um from now i think they're really going to go into detail and take the you know it's gonna t- take maybe a month uh to to sort it out but yeah the records don't look don't look great on paper obviously islamophobia um in the past from the from the main man involved with the records bid um which is not a good place to start you know saying as <laughs> um chelsea have no. quite a few muslim players and also even if they didn't like it's still not good clearly um but as we said like that's obviously a big thing you know but as we said you're never gonna there's never gonna be a clean billionaire or a clean group of billionaires that you can um rely Excuse on me, if you or... not met the cronkies as clean as you can get <laughs> clean, as clean as that venice glass there <laughs> yeah there's clean as that some stick on her sir some fucking stick uh, right some stick on the cronkies too um <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah I, I, like there's not gonna they're not good people like in the majority so um well you just have to wait and see how it checks out that that the 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 true blue consortium or whatever it is the london based one seems pretty um it seems pretty attractive to me the only thing is again they don't have experience like of, of doing it they seem to have the money behind them but um i think the whoever is deciding it and that's another thing like you don't know who's deciding it if they have 
um if it's that rain group the merchant bank um you know they seem to want somebody who's done it before because so that they can just kind of hand it over and go straight into doing it um because i think the stadium redevelopment is a big thing as well they kind of want somebody who's run a sports franchise and has like dealt with stadium redevelopment and um what so are Chelsea allowed to like do to Stamford Bridge? Because I thought there was a big issue there with them making the stands higher and things because of the houses behind Stamford Bridge. Like, are they going to make it bigger or, or like what can they actually yeah. do? Yeah, they ran into that's what they did run into. Abramovich ran into issues with like the um, housing executive or whatever around um, Stamford Bridge because it's such a built up area. But I think they could. They can get away with bits and pieces like if they do somebody said if they i don't know the details but if they do i think like like liverpool did because obviously it's quite a built-up area mm-hmm. if they do like um one stand at a time or whatever you know if they don't build the whole thing if they like add to corners if you know what i mean and like build up each of the corners something like that i don't know um i think they would only get it up to, they would only get it up to 50 60 thousand maybe because it's it's only at 42 but um, all you need 60,000 really like yeah yeah 54 i think could potentially go on up to when they finish i think it's gonna get close to 60 that's all you need like Uh, the emirates is only 60,000 i think spurs stadium is only 60,000 as well don't know why they can't even fucking fill theirs because like the chelsea pitch owners like the um was it Ken Bates signed over like the the actual pitch to to like a group of supporters? Um, so they own that ground, like so. Um, I think they want to keep it there, obviously, on the on the original site because the fear would be that somebody just comes in and completely moves Stamford Bridge to like somewhere outside of Chelsea or somewhere else in mm. West London. Um, that wouldn't be good. Would be terrible. Um. So that's good that they own that. Um, I actually think I am invested also. Um, so yeah, all that comes into the bid as well. I think if they have like if they're able to demonstrate that they can, they have experience of developing a stadium too. Like, um, unfortunately, I think the records have all that. Like, so we'll see. Well, while your club is getting sold, and we're talking about owners. Um, and ah, I know what this owners. is. Are Liverpool's owners or the business people behind Liverpool have yet again NFTs acted a fucking gang of gobshites? Like, yet again, yet again, like, have they done something to annoy me? Now, people that know me will, will say, you always have something to be annoyed at. And that's true. I genuinely do enjoy being annoyed and angry at people. So I'm, I'm putting my hands up here. I, I quite enjoy it. But this here, like, fuck clean off. Fuck <laughs> off. And when you fucked off, fuck off again and keep fucking off. I don't know why they keep doing this. And, and the thing that's annoyed me as well, obviously, NFTs, I haven't a fucking clue what it's about. I just know that it is stinking. As in, it's not. It's, it's. Can you give a little um, bit of information on what it, what you understand it to be, anyway? Because I actually have a fucking notion about it. What it looks to I'll me is in, it's just just another form of gambling. That's, it looks to me like you're just gambling on something. Right. That's what it looks to me. It's, Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't a clue. 
Is this the shit it's... John Terry's involved in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like oh fucking it's like... oh my god. Wow. Wow. It's, like, it's like digital <sighs> assets that you can own. Um, I think the Liverpool one's called LFC Heroes or something. Is it LFC Heroes? Um, yeah, and the um, the basically Billy, have... you an LFC hero. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, they basically have like drawn, got an artist to draw like the the players and Klopp and stuff as like superheroes. Um, and then you can oh, basically fuck. buy them and invest in them and probably eventually trade them. I would say, Phil. I don't know if if you've like read much more about it, but no, I'm not um, reading much more into it. Yeah. Um, this this is one of the great. things that really pushes you away from the top level of fucking elite sports. Yep. Like, Christ, the name. What is the need for that? That's that sounds like stuff in a fucking child will invest in with their fucking pocket money. Like, but there are fucking grown adults that are going to invest in this bullshit. John Terry, for example. Like, fuck that is that's terrible. Like, what a fucking terrible idea for a football club. It's the thing that gets me as well. One of the things that gets me as well about this is. Is that they've used, like yet again, they've used the clubs, like history, brand, talked about community, you know, ethos that us as fans of the club love to have and love to talk about and and push, and they've used it like this will get at there'll be vulnerable people out there that'll jump on this, and they're gonna lose a lot of money on it, and the club won't give an apps won't give a fuck. There's no fallback. I mean, there's me? two in my there's two in our local area, Phil. Um I think we've talked about them off air before, like so yeah. They're they're probably the sort of that's probably who they're targeting. That's the group of people they're gonna target for this. Yeah. And you're talking uh, like you're talking thousands of pounds probably. I I I know someone that is invested in NFTs and so uh, now they they're very they're quite intelligent person and they're quite as when they talk about it they seem to know what they're at they're in it they get make money and get back out again, um, and they have disposable income to do this with which is fair enough it's your money do whatever you want, but their their thing is so basically you buy you buy a set of trainers, digital trainers, and you make you make money every day on these by going for literally going for a physical walk. But the you know like um what do you call that app that people use when they're doing running and cycling and all? My Strava. No, Strava, yeah. Strava. It's basically like a Strava. Only you go for a walk and you make like say sixty dollars for the half an hour walk you've done. Do you know what I mean? It's I don't know understand why, but it's like a game. It's an NFT game type thing, which is fair enough. But I would worry then that some poor soul will see. Oh, Liverpool hero, buy this, thinking they're part of something, get sucked in, and then bang, and the whole thing will go on them. And Liverpool Football Club won't support them. Like, they're not going to, you know what I mean? It's just, it stinks. It's like, it's, to, to me, and, and again, if anyone's listening to this that knows more about it, one of our listeners, get involved in it and educate me if I'm way off. But this is, to me, is like when a club um, saddles up with a betting company and starts promoting bets. I hate that, like, because there is a gambling pandemic going on, and like, too many people have been caught and stung because it's too easy to gamble now, and not enough people are. Let's be honest, not enough people are fucking sensible enough 
to not go balls deep into it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not enough people can uh, stick a fiver on a football bet on a Saturday and that does them. They get sucked into it because of whatever. Um, so, yeah, I just I saw this earlier. And I was having such a great day with Finn. I was ready to fuck. I was ready to volley Finn. God love him, and it wasn't his fault. But I was ready to fucking <laughs> absolutely lose the plot. And I, 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 I said this recently in a the podcast. They'll do something again that'll annoy me soon. Well, fuck they do. Here they go. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just they, they talk about um, team of us or what? Not team of us. That's the Ireland one. I know what the Liverpool one is. Little shade anyway. But they mean it. Mean they means nothing. Like. It just it's a load of guff and look if we end up winning all four trophies and don't have to look at them or hear from them whatever do you know what i mean just but fuck me they just cannot help themselves do you know what i seen today actually um if you're an arsenal member for our game against southampton they're letting the supporters vote for which kit they're wearing so <laughs> you can decide you can decide whether we were the away kit or the third kit. I'm just like, that's we're we're getting very close to a world where supporters are able to vote which who plays. Up. Yeah, like the other night in the classic. I don't mind the kit one though. I, I don't mind that. The the but he, he, there's one that I mind. The other night in the classic, Real Madrid and Barcelona were playing each other, and Real Madrid were wearing like a one-off black. Kit that they'll never wear again because there's this thump four nil in it, and Barcelona were in their away kit. Can I just say I had no fucking clue El Clasico was on until Brenton taxed about a bamia. Clearly, no clue. Is a fucking podcast on either you prick. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows how irrelevant that game is nowadays. It's irrelevant. Well, uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a good game actually. It's but, not yeah. well, well. That's because fucking Barcelona thumped them four 0 You know, yeah. it's 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 so irrelevantly. Um. So also this week, then to move away from football, there is international football on, but I don't think it either. Well, I'm wearing an Italy top, but the rest of us aren't really overly bothered about it. Um, the women's Six Nations starts back this weekend. I am getting to work at it, thankfully. Um, uh, but I'll be Ooh. in. Sh- to be in studio behind the scenes. So when I actually thought I actually missed right around. I thought I was going to the game, but I'm not region. Um Ireland are playing Wales and the women's Six Nations. And the what the good thing about the, the Six Nations this year is and, and just generally chat about women's sport here for a minute. Um they've moved it now. So it's not in uh conjunction with the men's or the under twenties. It's a separate entity on its own now. And you can already see if you go on like BBC Sport website, the Irish Times, the the Guardian, uh, whatever you go on to to get your media fix, you'll see it all over it. You're starting there's a spotlight on it, which is massive, like because obviously we we've talked about before the the fight in women's sports and to get more coverage of it and to get it on an equal footing. And this sort of feels like a massive moment now for the women's rugby game. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I I, I hope Ireland obviously can get a win because they've been through the ringer, the Ireland women's rugby team. Lately, and and which like I I wouldn't be like that well into women's rugby and I'm not on the Irish team either, but on the out sort of on the, on the outside a bit looking in, you have the women's hockey team that were that are flying, came second in the world, and then you had the Irish women's team who got the semi final of the World Cup. So you just sort of thought that everything was rosy. Do you know what I mean? 
with with this and then to hear that things weren't and things were so shit behind in the background and they obviously they've missed out in the world cup which is devastating for them and really disappointing which is why the six nations is so important for them and massive like for them to do well in it um but yeah it's just weird because you just i think we as three men are just so used to things at the top end of the women of men's game just sort of being rosy or you certainly hear if it isn't straight away you know you know those issues and then for this to come out, what was going on with the women's and and how how much they're being let down by the RFU. Like the, like the RFU had the they wrote a letter to the RFU and then the RFU had to apologise and had to refix everything. And now they've got Greg McWilliams in and there seems to be a bit of a buzz. Nicola Friday was on uh, Five Lives Rugby Weekly podcast talking, and you could tell that she's captain of the women's team this year. You could feel the buzz coming off her talking about it. So I I hope they can get a result. And Wales have been through the ringer too. They were really bad end to it last year, and there was a huge review there because they just, you know, the women's weren't getting women's women rugby players were not getting enough support. Now they think, I think they have twelve pros, and the rest of the squad's made up of semi pros now, which is a massive step for them. So you just hope that more of this can happen. Like we look at even you look at Ireland as the whole country at the minute, the two top sports stars. The two most in the prominent sports stars for their sport and not for being glue bags that own a pub in um, Tala and fucking constantly get arrested every two months is uh, Katie Taylor and then Rachel Blackmore. Do you know what I mean? Like two absolute superstars in their sport. Like Rachel Blackmore is. Obviously every time she gets on a horse in a big race, she wins it by miles. Like she's absolutely ridiculous. Katie Taylor is literally one of the best fighters of all time. It's it's wild. They're two women. So the women's sport in Ireland is right there at the minute. And I hope it just keeps on this momentum it's on and things that have been shit or currently are a little bit shit can get fixed, can properly prove. Because you look, look at it like it is an amazing time at the minute for it. And you just hope that more of this goodwill continues. Yeah. I am particularly yeah. looking forward to the game at Ravenhill. I think I'll take a dander up to it. Because um, it's not often you get to watch an Ireland rugby team play in Belfast. like so. Yeah, I hope I'm working that- on it. That that's an occasion definitely. I'll I'll be heading there too and maybe having one or two pints. But like yeah, <laughs> like it'll it'll be a good day out. Brent, you want to say something? And I was just gonna say every every game on the BBC as well, isn't it, Phil? So that's good. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the beef have you covered? That's like obviously, um, the the benefit of not having it at the same time as the men's as well, because as you say, like. If you did the just the the sheer broadcast numbers would mean that they would always have the men's on, um, you know, to overshadow the women's basically. Um, and mm-hmm. we've kind of seen with the way, <clears throat> um, Sky, I must say, have been covering the the WSL this year. Is that they did the? I think we spoke about this on on previous pods as well that they're putting the WSL games on at good times that aren't competing with like big men's matches, so like they're more accessible. Um, mm-hmm. like, like I know myself, I would, um, be more likely to watch like a WSL game if it's on at like eight o'clock on a Friday night or something like that. Um, because there's no other football on and, and to, you know, it may sound bad on the, you know, on the surface that just because there's no other football on you're watching it, that's not what it is. It's, it's fighting a slot that works so that. You get people 
interested in engaged. the product yep. and engaged and then when you do put it on um at other times you, you'll go and take it out and watch it like that's that's how it should always have worked and it's good to see that they're finally you know picking pockets for it and um people will will definitely tune in in the future 100 percent, 100 percent, brendan like you have been at uh, an advocate of that i know you've really enjoyed it like it, it helps as well um that chelsea's women's are absolutely flying or they were last year anyway and uh, arsenal yeah not, nothing about this year see, though see when i when i like would have thought about or talked about women's football especially in england arsenal would have always been the team yeah it was all they always seemed to and, and everton as well they were brilliant at one stage as well everton were, were superb um I mean, I, I I just never even thought. Well, what's going on with Liverpool until I started paying more attention to it? The women, Liverpool women's, are eight points clear in the championship. They played a game extra than Bristol uh, City, but they've they've uh, they've only four games to go. And if, if Bristol don't win their game in hand, I mean, they'll be eight points clear with four games to go. You'd hope they get that over the line, which would be yeah. massive. Like get back into the women's Super League, and then hopefully. I mean, if the club don't look after them now when they come back in, then something needs seriously done at that football club. That something needs like a branch, what do you call that? Branch and root or whatever investigation because it's just, it shouldn't be happening. The Liverpool Football Club should not be, shouldn't have been in that situation anyway. The women's team should have known better, should have behaved like the Liverpool Football Club should be behaving. But um, yeah, I think. One of the big clubs. Yeah. Like, like, the big clubs have such a platform that, and and like, they should just be doing this to promote women's the women's game. You know, it it makes no sense. Like Ireland, I think we'd all agree. I know rugby isn't the the most played sport in the world, but Ireland's one of the bigger teams. Sorry, not pop, population, but one of the bigger teams in world rugby, right? So for them to have what was going on with their women's team and the way their women's team, pardon me, was being treated. Um, and not looked after is a stain on the RFU, like yeah, that, absolutely. And, and, and it doesn't get enough, even even though things are looking better now and, and whatever, it wasn't getting enough scrutiny from the men's corner. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I, hope there. I, I checked, and um, yeah, the game at Ravenhill is on the 30th, and tickets are 10 early. I mean, if, you, if you've never been, if you've never been before, if you've never seen Ireland play, like, I mean. That's your chance, like you know, like it's nothing like to go. Watch. I'm, I'm hoping, like I'm hoping, I do get to work at that game. I mean, Saturday is my first time working at an international event, even though I'm in, I'm in studio, um, in the background doing the reports for it. Like, but it's, uh, it's the first time working. So I'm absolutely buzzing. Like I can't wait for it. Hopefully, Ireland get a win. Hope it's a good game, and Ireland do get a win and get points on the board. I don't think they'll win the Six Nations. I think France and and England will be too strong for everyone else, but. They need a couple of good results to bounce back from missing out in the World Cup, and they need to start rebuilding. So, hopefully, that's where things start from there. But um, it's interesting. We'll see. Portugal, by the way, are one 0 up, folks, against Turkey in the World Cup qualifier. I'm not sure who scored. I missed it. Um, I so know that nobody cares about the World Cup because it's a fucking sham. Anyway, um, drive to survive. Right. right so I'll see you later. Then. All right. All right. You're good luck, bud. <laughs> Jonathan hasn't watched it yet. He doesn't watch F one. I finally found something Jonathan doesn't watch. Um so Dre, me and Brett watch it. 
Yeah, this is a show on Netflix. I you really so, need to watch it, Johnny. Yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. I really do think you'd enjoy it, Johnny. Um, I used to be a big fan of F1 when I was younger because my dad was a huge fan. Um, he's a big fan of Damon Hill. Loved, loved, loved Ayrton Senna. Um, so we would have watched it in the house because I think people know that now who've listened for we're motorsport fans. But then Schumacher dominated, and you could just tell it was getting a bit boring because he was just constantly winning. He was too good, so we sort of fell away with it. Alonso came in, things were great. Um, other ones came in, raking in, hacking, and all these people, different things, whatever. Um, then Lewis Hamilton arrived, enjoyed it for the first year he won it, and then again there was just so much domination going on. It was just like nobody could catch him. It was just getting born, 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 and I'd come away from it. Until last season, which was a good season to pick it back up again, it turns out. Um, and I before last season started, I watched the first season, I think it was, of Drive to Survive, and then obviously followed up watching the race. I think Brent was similar. Um, and, like, I've just become obsessed with F1 since. It's it's such a brilliant, brilliant sports documentary. It There's no holes barred, so it's not. Oh, I just spilled whatever. There's no holes, holes barred, so it's not Brenton. Like it's, it's literally um, like anything it, is said, it goes. It's it's a proper behind the scenes look at the whole F one um sort of show. Um, yeah, it is. Is it real life? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh it's, yeah. It's it, like it's like it's, it's like a documentary. Dollar and off on this. Yes, yeah. it's a documentary oh, of all the um drivers and Formula One and. The good thing about it is, is that it it doesn't just follow like the top two or three guys. Like it, it goes to actually, I was reading the other day that the first series, um, Mercedes, who were the world champions at the time, didn't um, didn't partake in Drive to Survive because they, they thought it was bullshit. They thought it wasn't wasn't going to work. So it forced the producers to like focus on sort of the midfield battle and. Um, sort of the teams down, down not down near the bottom but uh, who were fighting for points uh, around the middle of the table and like that i think really really helped it like it found some unbelievable characters uh, down there like like gunther from um from haas is just <laughs> one of the best characters uh, from friends you mean um it yes. actually reminds me of you, Johnny. You'll be like that when you're his age. <laughs> um, he's just, yeah, the 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 the, the no holds bar thing is so true. Like this, just say anything. The basically say anything cunt. that the yeah yeah <laughs> anything that they don't get like that they wouldn't get away with on Sky, um, or like the official FIA media stuff. They say it to Netflix, and it's class. Like you know, they, they tell you how much they hate each other. Um, <laughs> how much one person's a cunt compared to somebody else, how much they want to beat somebody else. Um, it is just brilliant. Um, and it's been, I think it's, it has, I don't know what the numbers are, but it has grown F1 massively on its own, like Drive to Survive. Um, and we are, we're both members of that, I would say, I, but I think there was like, like the last race of the year had like, uh it wasn't a billion, but there was some stupid had tuned in at some some way to watch and follow the last race of the season, Johnny, because of what's been going on. Like there's so many hundreds of millions anyway. 
Um, it was just because obviously last season was just hectic, hectic yeah. between Hamilton and Verstappen. To go into the last race, the last season and be level on points is is daft. Um, and then obviously, yeah, and then obviously what happened in the end. Um, I think put, everybody heard what happened in the end. Yeah, even people that aren't into yeah. freaking Formula it's, One. It's it's the politics as well around it. Like it's you don't really realize like. Formula One is we like football lives on its own planet, blah blah. But Formula One just is literally on its own planet. There's actual like political parties within it, which are the teams, and so 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 much that goes on uh, around the teams, around race day qualifying, even away from track and off season. And all it's just it is absolutely insane. The rivalries plus these lads are flying around race tracks, 190 million on cars, and sometimes both into each other. Because I don't like the other person, which is just insane. Uh, um, a lot, yeah. not just sometimes. That happens a uh, lot. Happens, happens quite a lot. So I know people like um, would look at it and say, "Well, it's just car racing; it's boring." But I think if you watch Drive to Survive, you'll definitely then get a feel for because it's it's like everything. If you if you watch like um, the I can't remember the name of the NFL one that would be on. Sky, um, and it follows a team pre-season. Yeah, and that's how I would sort of have. Like, I went to watch the Cardinals. I got a Cardinals jersey, but I also remember watching Aaron Donald because I watched the LA Rams one and I had, would have a soft would have had a soft spot for Aaron Donald and LA Rams. And then next thing, obviously, they go through the NFL now, the Super Bowl champions, and you always sort of have a little th- click with them, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, that's the all off ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, there, there's that, and then there's there's another one as well. I can't remember the name, but yes, it is the All or Nothing one. Sorry, and then there's the like I absolutely love Charles Charles Leclerc. Now he's not in it yet. He'd probably be in next year's one. He's not in it overly, but the little clips of him you get and you see, there's just a real like likeness of him. Kind of have a bit of a man crush on him, which is a bit weird because I'm a good bit older than him. So I don't know what the male term for cougar is. That's me. Um, but he. Like I, I just love his attitude and the way he gets on. Like on the outside, and I hope I never have to interview this person. I hope I don't. Uh, like someday he rocks up in Belfast and the lads be like, "Phil, could you chat to him?" But Landon Norris comes across as we dick, and like when you look at him on on the outside or on race day, you're like, "Fuck, he's just he's class racer. Obviously, he's very fast, but he's a bouncy wee like puppy dog, a bit like Spud your dog, but he's actually a little dickhead." Uh Dickhead is definitely the word. Um, do you know what I mean? And like, I think Lando will be very good. I think he will get close to win the world title someday. But yeah, it's just you see all that you see. Like they literally don't hide anything. None of it's not. It's not faked. It's not. I'm sure there's clips that are edited. But I mean, when they're talking to the camera, Christian Horner is the Can't. closest thing to Alex. Closest thing to Alex Ferguson I've ever seen in my life. It 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 gives me the heebie-jeebies. The way he gets on, I'm just like. That's Fergie. That's Alex Ferguson. <laughs> that is how Alex Ferguson behaved. And he's a winner, obviously. Like He's won was five t- five drivers' titles anyway. Um, now with Red Bull. Um, but he's just... He is just so driven to beat other teams. And he's just so horrible at times. Like, it is what... And, but, and I said this to Brenton earlier on the phone. Like, I, I'm starting to kind of... The something starting to kind of like it about it. I'm, you know what I mean. And I don't want to, but it, it gives this look. You would like because you're such a shit house. Like. 
<laughs> he gives this look and it's just pure death pure death and he's given it all the time in every series so yeah I, I, Johnny I, I please as a babble one to watch get, watch an episode tonight before you go to you and Spud put pyjamas on go to bed watch a wee episode tonight the first one just let us know how you get on okay I'll, I'll watch one episode and never watch anymore <laughs> you were saying um, you wanted to do a bit of a pod where you asked me anything was there anything you, in particular you wanted to ask me um. Oh, there's many things I could ask oh, you, Lord. Ask I wouldn't ask any. I wouldn't ask you anything too personal. Um. No, I whatever. I don't care. Well, I'll 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 ask you one this week, and then I'll ask you one next week. We'll do one a week, over. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I want to know what your biggest fear is, so I can then do it and scare the fuck out of <laughs> you have to ask for this honestly. Uh you will not be able to do me. Well, you have to exclude your son. No, you'll not be able to do me. Okay, good. What? What is it? <laughs> well, well, if you did, it'd be very strange and quite weird. Um, well, my... I like to be strange and weird at the same time. <laughs> well, well, this is going to tie in well with this answer, actually. What a sound bite <laughs> this is going to be. Um, my biggest fear, uh, in in my whole life, my biggest fear. Is losing Sarah. That's my biggest, my biggest fear. Is that that is without a doubt, and I say this all the time to her. There's nothing else really. Uh, oh look, I don't like spiders. Look, like in a shopping center. Yeah, what? he is that small. So you probably can't see him on all the yeah, crowds. Yeah, that would be it. That would be her to come home and just say, you know what, Greg James has been on the phone and I'm off. That would just be. That would just be horrendous. That would be it. Correct, James. Uh, oh, so that would be that would be horrendous. Anyway, is there is there any way. is there anything about like spiders you're afraid of? I'm generally not really that great um, with animals that aren't behind the cage, or like we went scoop we went snorkeling on honeymoon in Cuba, and I got into the oh Diogo Jarosky just punched in the face, um I was in the sea. Obviously, and I was floating about, messed about, and I turned around. There's actually a fish. The lads can see this, but people aren't listening. Can't. There's actually a fish, like right there, in front of my face, like a, not even an inch from my nose, and I fucking lost it, lost the plot, <laughs> and get up out of the boat. And um, paintball, fear paintball. Um, but you fear yeah, paintball? I got absolutely fucking splattered almost uh, within an inch of my life on my stag. <laughs> Thanks to Brenton, probably uh, really deserved, and part. suffered suffered PTSD as a result of it, <laughs> and uh, can't even look at a paintball. Fucking freak out looking at paint. Never mind a paintball. So can't even paint the wall. Um, can't even paint the wall. <laughs> Brenton, what's your biggest fear? Yeah, Brenton, this this will this will be an interesting. One. It's probably like a mouse or something. Isn't it? Heights. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, every day I just walk out the door. And I'm like, oh fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, like, well, parachute on. <laughs> I, I don't know, like snakes, not not a great lover of snakes. Like, um, well, some potty sort of this out there, lads. <laughs> also, like you know, like big things in the ocean, like <laughs> maybe like yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. See myself swimming. I shit myself, like, um, but. <laughs> No, like, do you know, like, 
like massive ships. Oh, you know I've mean? heard someone else say this to me before. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've heard someone else say this to me before. Yeah. So what, you would like... never do a cruise. No, no, I would never do a cruise. Like no way. No, I, I wouldn't be fussed on a cruise. <clears throat> you afraid of the boat? Just like it's... Well, yes, I, like say, say being Tell you what, you'll be on a fucking sea. piano. <laughs> Being stranded at sea would be, is one of my worst fears. Like, like unless you go into the Bermuda Triangle, I think you'd be all right. <laughs> or don't don't go I, to fucking Russia. I, I um, <laughs> pa- that's Paddy went in his cruise to Russia. I I get that. Um, I wouldn't be a humongous lover of boats. Um, but then again, like. I love being out in the sea. I love, sw- yeah. I love actually, you know, you know when you're out in the sea but you swim and you can't touch or see the bottom again? I quite I, love I that feeling. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's like in the middle of the, like, like right in the middle of the deep blue sea. Like, it's like, um, I think it's called, like, it's called something like it has a name. Um, it's, I'll tell you what it's called. It's just Bell's coming out Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. I I know someone else that's also has a fear of this. Somebody's been watching Google Titanic. I'll, I'll probably sh- I'll probably shit my, shit myself here googling this like, but <laughs> I'm gonna put you on a virtual reality boat in the middle of a sea and fucking watch the mayhem. <laughs> Do you know when we were in we were in holidays in Split? We were actually outside Split in a wee village called Brella. Highly recommend. Um, and I think I told this before. I was out swimming, messing about, and, and the sea, by the way, uh, in in Croatia, because the the um, the seabed sort of like coral and it's a wee bit shells instead of sand. It's clear, it's crystal clear. So I was out fucking about with my goggles on anyway, a wee bit out, and next thing, this shadow. This will probably give you the heebies, Brenton. I was I so like my head under the water. My head under the water. I could see this shadow coming, right. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, pucked my head up out of the water. And in, in a bit of the distance, there was I could tell it was a bit of a big boat. And as I got closer and closer and closer, it was one of those super yachts. It's actually been impounded. Um, it was one of those super yachts that coming in, and it was absolutely humongous. Humongous. Yeah. There was a helicopter pad on it. Two speedboats came out. There was armed guards. It was insane. But like when it went past the wee bay we were in, there was a shadow descended across the bay. It just just didn't feel natural. But I can't imagine you'd have dealt with that very well, Brenton, if you'd have been in my shoes. No, I don't think I would have. No. Not for me. Probably could have pulled yourself up on the deck to prefer. <laughs> he just, like the big massive giant octopus and just sinks it. <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what's your biggest fear, Jonathan? I absolutely Spurs. fucking Spurs. Not a bit afraid of her. I've a, I am absolutely terrified of peacocks. Can't have what? Two se- <laughs> fins awake, boys. I have to bounce two seconds, but you carry on that uh thing. We will. <laughs> peacocks. I hate them, boy. Hate them. 
What? Especially when they like fucking put their big tail up and run after you. Fuck no, don't have, don't like it. I don't like birds really in general, but fucking peacocks creep the fuck clean out of me. Like we went to um, we went to Belfast Zoo a couple of years ago, like before like COVID and shit, and like they let the peacocks just fucking dander about, and the motherfucker was following me like, and I was just not having this whatsoever. Um, I was like, trying to go help. I think he could. And like the fucking tail went up, and I was like, "No, I am fucking freaking out here." <laughs> and like, like last year, like last summer, as part of my job, I had to go into this fucking hen house, which had <laughs> thousands of chickens. And I was like, "Fucking fuck me, Christ, give me the strength to get through this." I had to walk to the far end of this fucking hen house with this guy, and he was like, "Come on down here, show you fella." And I was like, oh, no, you're all right, fella. And I, I think I can see it from here, from the door. He's like, no, boy, you need to come on down here and see it down now, yonder. And I was like, fuck. So I fucking went down with him. And Christ, the fuck, I started packing at my shoes. And I was like, fuck, I ain't going to get bird flu or something here. But I just don't like birds at all, boy. And fuck, it was just a horrific experience. Birds are weird. They're only good for eating. That's the only good thing about but, it. Like, what are, like, what do birds do to you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like. It's because they're wee fucking, it's their like you know, they're just they're unnatural looking, you know, they're weird and ugh. like I used to not like fish, but then like as part of my uni degree, like I needed to do like a food exam and like you literally had to like hold a dead fish and like examine it and like tell whether it was good or not. So like I had to kind of just get over that fear. So I just gripped the motherfucker, lifted it, gave it a good sniff, checked the eyes and all, and fucking planted her back down like nothing happened. And I swear, I couldn't get the smell of fish out of my hand for days. It was terrible. <laughs> I wish I had to put a glove on or something. I was trying to be too too cool, grabbing this fucking fish with my bare hand. It stunk. You can smell it in the car. Oh, there he's back. He's back to hear about my fucking my fear. Guess what Johnny's fear is? Sorry, folks. I had to bounce out of the pod two minutes because it sounded like someone was upstairs in my house, and there's only me and Finn here. So, um. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, that no, was, that, that, that would we were be talking an actual fear. fear. So um, I had to go upstairs, but it's actually not. It's the neighbour is... Sounds like they're playing basketball in the bathroom. Could be. <laughs> could, be in, could be in the bathroom. Um, so, the ring on the, on the hoop on the, on the wall, just firing it in. I thought Sarah had come could home be and else. I had texted her. I, well, I had texted her um, while we were talking because I thought Sarah had come home and says, what are you doing upstairs? And she's, and she's like, I'm not upstairs. That's like so, a horror film. That literally is that, like the start of it. You are going to be in Scream 6. You are, you're dead already. <laughs> nah, Finby's got big hands. He's sort of like... <laughs> Imagine you went upstairs. I had to go in and, and check on him. He's lying passed out. Yeah, so um, go on ahead then. You're Sorry, I missed that. So what happened to you with the peacock? I, I don't you know, like peacocks. Fun. I don't like them. They're creepy. And they're unnatural. Nothing, nothing happened. Shouldn't, shouldn't follow you about. I'm gonna buy you one for your wedding. No, please don't. My mom actually had um, like peacock ornaments for the Christmas tree. And I was just like, why have you got these? These things are. Okay. I wouldn't even touch them. They were weird, creep me out. <laughs> but I will, I will tell you. I'll, you know, I'll tell you a funnier story. I was late in the mood. So um, last Sunday, I went and visited my nephew, uh, Tom Toots, and obviously, I was out having a few pints of the lax stuff on Saturday. So anyone sure. knows, anyone's had, had a couple of Guinness knows the next day is a bit rough on the old belly and stuff and you know the old farts. So I was sitting in my sister's <laughs> living room and he was there he mucking about with his toys and I farted and he turned to me and he goes, Poop. 
And I'm like, no, I haven't pooped. And he went, whoa! <laughs> 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 it's like, you're a wee fucking dick. <laughs> I, blamed, I obviously blamed it on him. Like, Well, like, he is. He, the, key, the key there to that sentence was he's your nephew. Yeah, but he so... thought I'd done a big poop in my pants. I'm like, no, we don't do it that way, kid. You need well, to go with the party. Sometimes, sometimes we do. Um, yes, I think there's you nothing else to talk about. Jada did score. Um, so did Bill. There's nothing. Oh, nice. Uh, to get into tonight, I don't think. I think that's us covered. As I said, we'll we'll do a bit of social media posting tomorrow on Saturday. Let you know that on Sunday we're going to go live with a video as we do our show. So you'll be able and to see it's live and enjoy that. Um, this pod will be up probably tomorrow morning, Brent. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um so you'll get that out on Friday morning. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for um as always chatting to us or whatever and sharing the shows. Keep doing it. I really appreciate it. And if you get a chance, go on to our Patreon. Patreon.com uh, was it forward hang on, patreon.com forward slash football babble. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And anything you can donate is just perfect for us and, and we really appreciate it. And we'll see you again on Sunday evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And if you haven't yet, Watch Drive to Survive. You won't forget it. Good luck.